Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Master. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Domain Masters. Happy 5th of July, day after 4th of July. I can see people are still partying because the chat room is a little bit light right now, but I know it will fill up a little bit. Uh, we have another great live show this week. Um, we are going to interview Bruce Clay, who's the president of BruceClay.com, one of the leading SEO firms in the entire world. Uh, since 1996, BruceClay.com has been one of the leading search engine optimization web de- uh, designations. The site offering step-by-step methodologies, including free interactive tools on all aspects of search engine optimization, and ranks near the top of all websites visited. And uh, Bruce is going to give us some information about uh, how to be better uh, doing some SEO stuff. It's been a while since we had an SEO on, and I had Bruce on briefly at Webmaster World in Las Vegas almost a year ago, and so it would be nice to touch base with him again. Um, Also, just a reminder that uh, we will be at both uh, the SES event in Miami uh, starting on Sunday or Monday of this week, and also uh, the Affiliate Summit, which uh, we covered in last week's show uh, in um, and which is going to be two great conferences to, to uh, participate in. Uh, we're going to do uh, a couple commercials, pay some bills, and be back on with Bruce Clay. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. About one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site. Now, monetize this bouncing traffic with StopBounce.com. Log on to StopBounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source, all while enhancing user experience. Earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with StopBounce.com. Turn lost opportunities into found profits. It's all about links. 
baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, TextLinkAds.com. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Domain Masters. You're still master your domain. Yes. (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Domain Masters, um, and welcome back to the show. Uh, Again, my first guest, uh, who is the president, uh, Bruce Clay, uh, is president of BruceClay.com. Bruce has operated as an executive with several high-technology businesses, uh, he has many articles and many articles published um, and has been a speaker at over 100 sessions. He's been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, PC Week, Wired Magazine, Smart Money. He speaks at SCS, Webmaster World. He's one of the known authorities on search engine optimization and uh, provides a great website with great tools to help folks that, uh, that want to do better at what they do in terms of uh, search engine optimization. Uh, Bruce, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Um, last time I had you on, I believe, was uh, just a short interview that we had live at the Webmaster World Conference in Las Vegas. I think that was in November, correct? Correct. It was right next to the bar. I remember yeah, it right well. Yeah, right next to the bar. That's right. That's right. And so uh, uh, I haven't had um, uh, um, an SEO uh, show in quite some time and felt you were the best person to, to have on, so I really appreciate you fitting us into the schedule, as I know you've been, uh, you've been off of one uh, trip and on to another soon. Uh, I understand you're going to Africa, huh? Yes, I'm going to Cape Town actually to do uh, three and a half days of training. So, oh wow, uh, training a, with a client quite a trip. Pardon me, Tra- training with a client. Yes. Yeah. Well, I went to South Africa for my honeymoon, so uh, it's a great place. Um, and I went to Cape Town, spent about seven days there. Make sure you great. hit the wineries. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I will. <laughs> for sure. So. 
Give us a little bit of, uh, of uh, I mean, what maybe bring us up to speed about how you got into the business that you're in, um, you know, how long you've been doing what you're doing, and uh, then we'll get into more specifics about uh, BruceClay.com and, and uh, some of your clients and how folks that are listening can do a better job at SEO. That sounds fine. Um, I think uh, a lot of people know certainly the name. They've seen the website. What they may not know is it was around since 96. I started very early in 96. Uh, building the site and pulling things together. Uh, really, it was going to be me, my notebook computer, a Corona in a beach. I was just going to consult. It was going to be something small. Internet was just getting going. Al Gore was inventing it at that particular <laughs> point in time. Now, so, now were, you, were, you in, were you doing SEO way back then? I started doing SEO way back then. Wow. Uh, actually, back then it wasn't even called SEO. Um, it the word optimization is sort of a carryover from one of my prior lifetimes. And uh, I started calling it SEO um, pretty early on, but it wasn't SEO back when I just started. Uh, it wasn't until I actually discovered that you could tune up a website, optimize a website, uh, and have it actually rank better in the search engines that I started calling it SEO. My prior lifetimes were in the mainframe performance optimization business. So search engine optimization to me was a a pretty natural thing to uh, refer to it as, and and so I started doing that. Danny Sullivan actually uh, had given me credit for inventing the phrase. Oh, Um, wow. So I was one of the early on guys. So the phrase actually came from you, SEO? Um, Well, I don't remember anybody ever using it. And Danny did research. He went back through all his emails and uh, postings and everything all the way back to the beginning and he was before me, uh, and I was the first person to actually ever put it in writing and, and discuss it. So, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, uh, uh, I guess I did it. Uh, the only mistake I guess I ever did was I didn't copyright it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there I was. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, but it makes perfect sense because that's sort of what we do. We we take websites that are not really written for search engines and we optimize it so that the search engine can understand what you're about. Right, right. Pretty straightforward. But, uh, yeah, I've been doing it. uh, I started out working out of my house, brought in my girlfriend, brought in her brother, brought in two more, had to move out of the house, and and now I'm 30 people with 10 open recs. So uh, business is good. Now, now your, cli- your client base is typically um, very large-based clients, or do you work with small clients and large clients? Uh, what, what's, te- what's your sweet spot? Actually, I work all over the place. Uh, most of my clients are in the 2 to $5 million a year range, so they're not very large, but they're big enough to understand that the web is really going to generate some long-term revenue if they just pay attention to it. Uh, the larger clients I have are like countrywide home loans and MTV and... CMP Media, and, and a bunch of just very, very large accounts, Edmonds being one of them. Mm-hmm. And then I have this woman in the San Fernando Valley that sells witchcraft supplies out of her garage. Right. And that is probably uh, way too small of a client normally. Uh, I just think every SEO has to have at least one witch as a client just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, But I've all, I'm all over the board, and... Really, what we like to do around here, and it, I guess it's based on the personality of the company, is we like to take people that really need us. Um, you know, I think that if you don't need us, I don't want your money. And if you do need us, then 
can we win and and is it a fight worth fighting and, and let's go win and so it isn't so much of a are you big or are you small I mean, it's, it's, it's if you're needed, and how can you apply what you know and your knowledge all the way back then to help uh, do a better job uh, and make another company more successful and have it be an ROI, I assume. Exactly. Uh, we spent uh, a lot of energy on structuring our products so that at the low end uh, we have tools for do-it-yourselfers, and then we can upgrade that into a full comprehensive training program that we teach. And then we can upgrade that into consulting. We can do site assessments. Uh, we have... Uh, small jumpstart kind of SEO programs for somebody just getting going. We have larger projects. We have projects up in the quarter million range. We have projects, you know, the tools are $145 a quarter if you get them all. So we can cater to the do-it-yourselfer all the way up through the major corporation, and, and we never, you know, break our stride doing it. It's a, it's a pretty comprehensive, wide range of offering. And I, basically we can do something for anybody. Right, right. Now, one of the one of the people one of the things that people struggle with is that obviously the industries um, and the the way that search engines hit sites and the different rules and regulations and the, the, you know just the different ways to get around what's going on in people's websites in terms of trying to trick the search engines and all the stuff. It continuously changes. It seems like it's a never ending process to make sure that you're ranked well, that you're following the new protocols, that you're not stuck in the sandbox, and all this stuff. I mean, how do you? How do you consult your clients on continuing to stay on top? I mean, do they have to stay engaged with you on a constant basis? Is it then kind of a you, you teach them how to do what you've, what you've been doing and then they kind of do it themselves and then use you periodically once they get going, or is it an ongoing relationship? The correct answer to that question is yes. All of the above. The, all of the above. We actually have a program called our Jumpstart where it is more of a teach a man to fish program than a become dependent upon us program. Uh, there's a, a great many people who have been doing SEO that, you know, they can get in the top 30, but they can't, you know, just they can't crack the nut to get in the top 10. All they really need is a little bit of help, a little bit of mentoring and some teaching, and, and they can get past that. And, and so... Our program, which is only a 90-day program and it's pretty inexpensive, uh, allows people to be able to do that. Uh, it, there's other people, of course, um, that don't have any SEO knowledge. They almost can't spell SEO, and um, they basically need a turnkey solution. Right. But we do have a program designed to help people uh, just get over the rough spots, and, and we do a lot of that. Some of my clients are SEOs. They yeah, yeah in, I, I realize that. And you're you're very present, like we mentioned, the OSHA opener. Um, I mean, you're at the, the major events, so you're at SES, you're at Webmaster World, you're at AdTech. And so there's a lot of different shows that you participate in. What conference is the best uh, you know, for people and why, and who should be going to what conference and why? Well, one of the things I found is that the Webmaster World conferences are very good. They're tactical. Uh, there isn't as much strategy involved. The average attendee is a smaller company. Um, they grew out of uh, a lot of affiliate-type people that went to conferences. Um, in the beginning, coming from Webmaster World, there were a great many tricks involved, so people were worried about tricks and you know black hat kind of stuff. But most of the, the show is white hat at this point. How do you really get traffic is really what it's about, but it's for a technical audience. So can you explain the term black hat, white hat, and gray hat are used all the time? 
give the definition to everybody about what each one is. What, you know, a lot of people did black hat that are now white hat now because of uh, just the way they've changed their business. But map out what a white hat is and what a black hat is and, and uh, what, what somebody hitting in the middle is. <laughs> okay. Um, black hat is commonly referred to as a career professional spammer. <laughs> they uh, employ all sorts of interesting tricks in order to get the search engines to rank their site better when otherwise the site hasn't earned that right. You're not so a for instance, give, give, us a, give us a couple techniques that one may use uh, in the past to do that, that worked today, you know, that worked in the past that doesn't work anymore. Well, the very for easiest one to remember uh, is stuffing a lot of keywords on your page, white text on a white background. In that particular case, the search engines would see the words, but a human would not be able to discern them. So it would be like a, a above the full, you know, above or below all the rest of the content that you could read. It's all in, kind of kind of hidden in there. Yeah, and it, you scroll forever, and it just looks like more white page. And really, in fact, it's got all sorts of stuffed keywords. I see. Um, another example is even more currently used uh, layers and divs and CSSs and absolute positioning to position blocks of text in a space above the top of the screen where nobody can ever scroll to it but a search engine would see the text. Uh, or you position keywords behind an image where a user would only see the image, but the search engine would see the words. It's an attempt to stuff words into what is perceived by the search engine to be the page and therefore deceive the search engine into thinking it's, that your site is about something it's not. Cloaking plays, doorway pages, there's a great many things. Google, fortunately, has a very nice page in their webmaster area about what not to do. And uh, I encourage everybody to read that. You just go to google.com slash webmasters, and you'll find all sorts of content. The white hat is a person that plays dead center inbounds. They, they don't try to deceive at all. Our focus, and I consider myself white hat, our focus is really to make the page itself the best it can be. And that, um, the saying I use is it's not the job of SEO to make a pig fly. It's the job of SEO to genetically re-engineer it into an eagle. You right. improve the content. And in general, the amount of energy that you would have put into spamming and deceiving and black hat tactics, that same amount of energy put into improving your content gives you better mileage, and it's longer-lasting. Right, because so, it's, it's real, legitimate, and, and uh, genuine, and uh, has meaning, and you know, you're not really trying to hide anything. Correct. And what we find in why optimization works is a majority of the pages on the Internet can't get out of their own way. They are totally coloring outside of the lines, even by accident. Uh, I, to this day, I still see pages where the page title on their on their homepage, the page title says, insert title here. I mean, these are people that often make mistakes. Even if they get the titles right or this right or that right, they don't get it all right. Right. So a big part of White Hat is really just to understand where the opportunities are to say, this is what I'm about, without being spammy about it. And if you say it in all the right places, all the right times, and they're are above board and legitimate and on an average with what is natural for that keyword, then the search engines have a tendency to consider you to be worthy of ranking. Of course, beyond that, it's are you worthy and an expert, and 
there's hundreds of variables involved. But white hat focuses on playing within bounds uh, and making the search engine see your content as the as a subject matter expert and the best there is. Right, and I the, guess gray is somewhere in the middle where you're using some of the other former techniques that uh, that worked in the past and, and hoping that uh, they don't blow up on you, but also using some of the white hat techniques uh, to cover yeah. you. And an example would be, uh, according to Google, uh, if you participate in link exchanges, reciprocal link programs, or you buy advertising, things like that, Sometimes you can get in trouble because that's not a testimonial-grade link. And if you overdo it, they can wipe you out. Right. And that has happened in the past to uh, a great many sites. Uh, it wasn't too long ago. Remember, Google wiped out BMW because they were using uh, no-script tags in their header to stuff keywords on their page. I believe that was what it was. And And... They fixed it in you know a matter of seventy two hours or a little bit after they were back in the index, but the fact is a great many people uh, color outside of the lines. Right. The people in the gray hat area, have you? I think everybody understands how to play the game telephone. Yes. Where I tell you and you tell them and they tell them and, and it goes around the room and it goes all the way around the room. It gets to the beginning and it's not the same as when it left. Right, that's the great. That's gray hat. <laughs> that's gray hat because that's the way a lot of people have actually over time learned how to do SEO. They, one person says something at a conference, another post person posts it in the blog, just slightly changed. Three people read it, read it, move it to forums. Five people discuss it. A sixth person reads that and interprets it their own way. Tells two of their friends and yada yada, and. All of a sudden, we've got webmasters out there that are, uh, you know, when you say whatever you do, don't deceive the search engines, by the time it comes all the way around, it's saying put white text on a white background. I mean, it's totally transformed in in the process. Uh, by the way, that's one of the reasons that uh, people go to conferences is they everybody should hear the same thing one time. That usually works out pretty well. Right, right. So anyway, getting back to the different conferences and why one should attend uh, uh, other, and thank you for that, that uh, definition of each one because uh, it's used a lot. Really, you know, people that hear black hat, um, you know, think of the devil sometimes, and um, <laughs> well, you know, things that worked in the past don't work today. And I, I, I know it's going to continue to evolve and, and then change. And you know, that's some of the things I want to talk to you about too uh, during the, the during the show tonight. Not a problem. Um, the second conference is Search Engine Strategies. It is generally attended by people who are uh, responsible for implementing marketing programs. And uh, I've been a, a, fortunately, I've been a speaker there since almost, I think the second show is when I started speaking, uh, back when the entire advanced track had an attendance of like 80 people. I mean, it was really small. And uh, today you go and each session has a, a room capable of holding four or five hundred. Back then, we were sitting at twenty-person round tables, having our entire advanced session. So things have changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, and the audience there is technical, but they are also responsible for marketing programs within their client customer site environment. Um, I'd say about half of the people in attendance are doing SEO work, and the other half are corporations. Right. Whereas the webmaster world, remember, it's a great many people who are webmasters and SEOs, but not major corporations generally. 
Right, right. At the opposite end, we have ad tech. And I've got a booth at ad tech. I speak at ad tech. And at ad tech, what was absolutely mind-boggling, having attended Webmaster World and SES uh, for years and years and years before I got into ad tech, uh, everybody knew what SEO was and everybody... Um, you know, had an idea about, you know, who the players were in the industry, and it was an industry-type conference. When I went to AdTech, probably eight out of ten people had never heard of SEO or had the wrong idea. We had people coming up to our booth and saying, what is SEO, which I've never had seen before. These are people that buy into uh, networks, and they, they, they're into pay-per-click, but not SEO, and to them, uh, Internet marketing was just called overture. That was Internet marketing. That's all there was. And uh, they didn't even know that you can do things to help the search engines understand what you're about so you can be perceived as an expert. They didn't even know you could do that. And so I'd say ad tech is more your professional agency class, um, three levels up managers that sign contracts, uh, kind of thing. Now, for an SEO firm, since I was in, um, at, especially at my booth, there weren't a lot of SEO firms there. Uh, I found it to be uh, a totally boggling experience. There weren't a lot of people there even talking SEO, and uh, but it was certainly uh, a, a good conference from the standpoint of the people that were there that did have a clue about SEO. They were the people that were really seriously talking to you because there weren't a lot of other people around. It was just you were there, these people were serious, and it was a great conference. But they're different. Uh, At one end you have ad tech, which is your advertising agency, large corporation, lots of money on the table kind of a conference. Um, At the other end you have Webmaster World and Search Engine Strategies is in the middle. Is there any other conference that uh, we should be aware of that's up and coming or one that's been around for a while that uh, that folks in this space should be attending um, or, or looking to uh, learn something from, or is there other kinds of forums or, or uh, areas that they can spend time on? Well, it really depends on how you perceive the industry to move. Um, for instance, Search Engine Strategies is going to be having one in Los Angeles on just video, a video conference. So they're getting very niched and very targeted into different areas within SEO even. Right. Uh, So I think that, I mean, certainly MTV being one of my clients and Edmonds, uh, I'm going to be very interested in that conference because we are doing video optimization. And um, the only issue is the search engines haven't decided what they want to be when they grow up when it comes to video. So things are somewhat volatile and subject to change without notice. Right. Not too many people uh, can get ranked for videos yet. Right. But, yeah, niche. I think we're going to see a lot of niche players out there. A lot of niche, um, right. I think, I think we're going to see just drastic changes industry-wide. And, I mean, what kind of drastic changes do you show? Uh, because, like I said, it's a, you know, and you know this, it's an ever-evolving, changing environment. Um, the rules continue to change, and, of course, Google keeps coming out with their new some kind of new set of uh, of the 100 or 120 criteria that they measure and uh, to, to legitimize a website and, and its you know legitimacy before they go and rank it and 
you know, everybody's competing to be on the top, you know, on the first page or on the top five search results and all that stuff. What kind of things do you see coming down the pike that uh, that are going to change, and, and how would you advise your clients, or how are you advising your clients to stay in, in touch with that? Well, I have this different view of search. Um, see, I grew up in the mainframe world, and while it's arguable whether mainframes or networked PCs are the way of the future, growing up in the mainframe world, you have a perspective of basically uh, big iron, lots of MIPS of, of power and, and, you know, millions of dollars going into that. Then along came the PC, and now everybody has a PC. I mean, I don't have a mainframe, but I've got lots of PCs. Um, what I see happening in search, in my opinion, we're going to see the main search engines, the Google, the Yahoo's, um, become like mainframe searches. They're going to be big bread and butter, generic, worldwide, give me all the information that you've got types of search engines. Then I see what the equivalent of a PC to be uh, would actually be your mobile devices, the people, where's my local pizza place? Uh, how do I do this on local search? Hi, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I broke my tooth. Where do I find a 24-hour dentist? Right. Searches like that are going to become more commonplace. Where's an ATM machine? I mean, <laughs> Questions we all ask ourselves. Um, I have to find a bank. I, I, where's a post office? I'm out at, you know, where, how do I do this? And while uh, we're finding GPS devices are getting better, smarter, wiser, my opinion is that search is going to become a big player at the local level, bigger than it has so far. And it's going to come into devices we hadn't even thought of having search on. Um, and, and while I certainly think that uh, the main search engines and and the people who sell product globally are always going to be players in the Googles and Yahoos. Um, I think that there's a niche opening up, a horizontal layer below the main search engines, uh, much like a true local or, or a product like that, where they are really targeting the local search marketplace, people that need answers on a local level. And I see that being a big, big product uh, area coming in the future. Right. Yeah, well, one, one one thing that might be um, even you know relevant. I don't know if you uh, have been brought up to speed on the do the new dot mobi application, yes. the new dot mobi domain name. But obviously, um, there's a big uh, there's always been a big shift over the recent uh, um, you know 18 months to getting more and more uh, onto mobile devices and coming up with ways to be more mobile and that kind of stuff. Uh, I believe that you're you're right in step with that too as well. Yes, and. Uh, I have friends at uh, Nokia, as an example, and Nokia is, uh, you know, they're doing tens and tens of billions of dollars a year in sales of their, of their phone products. And this was a, must have been a year and a half, almost two years ago, they were shipping over 4 million web-enabled phones a month, two wow. years ago. Wow. I mean, this is... This is a lot of paper people out there that have access to web stuff. Uh, now I'm finding a great many emails that I send emails. I'm getting answers back from mobile devices, not desktop machines. Uh, I think it's going to become quite common to find people doing uh, even PC work on a mobile type yeah. device. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I mean, I'm using my Trio for all kinds of stuff now that I never thought I'd ever use, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's the way it is. 
Now, you were one of the early firms offering a private certification for your web, your SEO, you know, tool set. Um, right. Where might this lead in the future, and are there people interested in training and certification? Yes, there's a great many people interested in that. Um, we've been teaching classes now for over three years. Uh, they're offered generally here uh, at my facility in Southern California, although I do classes at customer sites for larger audiences. Um, and I've been full. I mean, it, every class is full. I don't have a problem. They, they fill up um, usually even a week or so in advance. It's not 12th hour. And I've, I'm already half booked even for August, and I haven't even done the class on the 17th of this month yet. Now, is the class, really is the class for up. SEOs? Pardon is me? The class for, is the class for SEOs, or is it for business owners? Is it for, I mean, who, what's, who's the, who's the uh, audience? It actually is about a third of the class is SEOs. Most of the class are business owners. Um, it's for people who, even even if you're going to go out and hire an SEO, every one of the people who are our clients, we have them go through our course. Oh, that's good. Because one of the things that makes a very powerful team, and, and you can't avoid it, a very powerful team in SEO is when the client and the vendors speak the same language. And SEO is a technical language. We need our clients to understand why things have to be done in a certain way. We constantly used to, at least, before we obligated our clients to take the course, we'd find we'd send somebody an update to a page, and it'd have, say, 10 edits on the page. And what would happen is the marketing department would read it and say, that looks good by me, and send it to their webmaster team, who would put in eight of our ten changes and improve the rest, which is another way of saying they're going to spam. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're constantly we're constantly fighting that kind of a battle. And without somebody in the customer environment representing us, we were always losing. Uh, we would get a great many changes. We would, over time, get rankings, but it would take longer than it should have. And so what we found is by having our clients take the course and, and people who are do-it-yourselfers take the course and even SEOs take the course, they're able to learn uh, what – they're not playing telephone anymore. They're able to learn what's going on. They're more supportive of the project. Uh, they are better clients even uh, because they, they get it. And I don't know uh, how many people out there wouldn't – almost pay a fortune to have a client that gets it. Now, so many uh, don't. What is their cost? Uh, obviously, there's a cost to attend the course, and what, when, when is your next uh, session? Well, my next session is July 17th, 18th, 19th, uh, followed by on the 20th, an advanced session. It's here uh, in Simi Valley, which is in Southern California. If they go to seotoolset.com, they can find uh, information about how to sign up and the agenda and all this kind of stuff. Uh, the standard course is a two-and-a-half-day course, uh, you know, with lunch provided, you know, standard stuff. Um, and that is $1,495, which is pretty cheap. Uh, when you take the course, you get the access to the SEO tool set for a year uh, for a domain, and, and it's enough for you to uh, really do some damage, I guess, uh, to your competition. Certainly, it comes with live body tech support, the whole nine yards. I mean, it, it's a, a comprehensive course uh, designed really to teach people 
especially at the do-it-yourself level, how to play with power tools and, and when. That's the same set of tools that we use here, and all my own staff are, are well-trained on that. Generally, uh, I make my own staff take this course at least every six months. Usually we have three to five people in every class from my own company. Oh, that's nice. So, so, so you're continuing education and making sure that they're learning what you're teaching your clients, obviously. Obviously, but uh, as you pointed out earlier, the search engines are constantly changing. So between sessions that I have just within my own company and then having them go through the training course, I think we're pretty well covered on how to do SEO. Right. Um, the other advantage I have, of course, for my own staff is we do all the conferences, and I usually take somewhere between six and eight people uh, so that they can see what's going on. But our courses are very well received. They've They've been... Uh, getting very high reviews, and, and many times I'll have people come take the course. Uh, I've had SEOs come and take the course and then send me an email six weeks after the course saying, uh, I wasn't sure it was going to work. I thought I'd try it. My mother thanks you for a new house. You know, that kind of stuff. And, and, and those are really, really powerful things, although nobody would ever believe it if you read it. But I actually receive emails like that. That's and uh, it's, it's really a fantastic course. It truly is. Um, and I encourage everybody to take it or at least take a course where you get to actually sit there and ask questions as the course goes on. Right. I mean, you, there's one thing to take an online course, and then at the end you get to ask questions. But we, this is an iterative kind of a course. Out of two and a half days, I probably spend 25 30% of the course just answering questions from the audience as it goes, stream of consciousness. So it's... Let's get everything exposed and get an answer on it. And it works out real well in that respect. Right, right. Hey, Bruce, let's, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, but when we come back, I want to learn uh, more about um, um, what's called soiling okay. that you uh, mentioned in your course a lot, and right. uh, then talk a little bit about um, the IP funnel and some of the techniques that people are using for you know, domain names right now. Sounds great. Okay, so hang on. We're going to take a commercial break and be right back on with Bruce Clay. We're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Google AdSense, how do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. 
It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads, and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types, hooker, escort, hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click, great results. Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes. (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello. Welcome back to Domain Masters. uh, And welcome back uh, to my guest, uh, Bruce Clay from BruceClay.com. Now, Bruce, uh, you, we were talking uh, about the the great uh, the great idea that people should go and attend your your SEO course uh, that you hold at your at your offices. And uh, one of the things that you uh, talk about in your um, in your course is uh, a technique that you invented called soiling. Can you explain what that is and uh, what impact you've seen in traffic? Well, what we've done is, um, and and I, it's been called a great many things, money, but uh, it's really siloing. The the concept of siloing. Oh, siloing. Is, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought it was soiling, but no, siloing. That's what I mean. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've seen it typed about five different ways in the forum so far. Uh, there's there's a lot of communication about it. What it is is a way of having um, really multiple themes intermixed onto a single website. So what you have is a website, and it talks about. Uh, several topics. It could talk about, um, I don't know, soap. Uh, And you have laundry soap and dish soap and body soap. And theoretically, if you mix all those on one website and you do it correctly, you will be well-ranked for dish soap, all three of them, in fact. If because you do because it you're, using all the, you're using all the valid content and, and words and keywords around all forms of soap, so really you'd do a better job of ranking in one or the other. Right, and what we can actually do is get you to rank in multiple. The best we've done is 48 different uh, themes within one physical domain. Oh, the problem wow. is it's very hard to do. The problem has more to do with how do you delineate the theme into basically one pocket, one, one, one part of your website, as opposed to bleeding the themes all together. Uh, the example I commonly use is let's suppose you have a jar of white marbles, and that's your website. Okay, it's white marbles. 
you can pretty easily convince the search engine you're about white marbles. Now, you mix in an equal number of black marbles, you might still be able to convince the search engine you're about white marbles. Maybe. You mix in another 200 colors, white marbles isn't really what you're about anymore. You might be about marbles, but you're not necessarily about white marbles. What we want to be able to do is to have you recognized, architecturally recognized, as being about marbles and white marbles and blue marbles and black marbles and green marbles and red marbles, and et cetera. Right, we right. want you to rec- be recognized as a subject matter expert in each of those themes concurrently within the same domain in, in a way that is going to allow you to rank very, very well. And that's what we have to work on. We're working on how do I architecturally get the search engines to see that these are not being all bled together, right. that, that it's just not a bunch of glass things that are white marbles, and that's siloing. Now, that's a, now that sounds like a, um, you know, uh, a challenge for things that are related, like the, using the marble example of white versus red versus blue or you know, bar, big marbles, small marbles. What if it's a website like mine where we're offering various um, domain registrar services and aftermarket services, but they're all related, but they're different topics all on the same page? That's kind of some of the things we struggle with. So I'm, a, I'm an ICANN accredited registrar. I'm also a domain sales and aftermarket um, service company with escrow services. We're also uh, you know, into some web hosting and some other things. What's the challenge on something like that to try to get you ranked in all those different things when you have all those different messages going on on, on one website? It's the same problem as most uh, stores have. Uh, or um, let's, let's take cars, okay? Um, you want to rank well for Ford F-150, but you have 41 other makes on your website. Right. I mean, they're going to de- detract from individual makes. You may be... You know, at the top for cars, but you may not rank very well for Ford F-150 uh, custom, you know, 4x4. Four four. Or, or another example know, might be Ford, you know, car sales versus their their support, uh, their service center versus their parts division. Right. That's kind of more of the example, I guess. Right. And using that as an example, I mean, it's it's still how do you structure the content on your site so that when a search engine comes and says, okay, I've got this page, and it goes down into 50 pages of content that only talk about web hosting. doesn't talk about submission. doesn't talk about SEO. It talks about web hosting. That's a web hosting site, right? Right. It's easily seen. All this depth of content is strictly and, and focused on the concept of web hosting. This other area over here is focused strictly on registration. And those are different. What happens in most cases is every page in your registration area links over to your hosting area. And every page on hosting links over to registration. Right, because you want to try to cross-sell and give other opportunities for them to get one way, one, to one site versus the other, right? And that's or one, 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 one that's product offering versus the other. So that can actually hurt you in some ways because of that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. What I did was, as you may know, in March of this year, I put up a brand-new BruceClay.com website. And having been in number three position for search engine optimization and replacing the whole website, uh, for about 72 hours I was holding my breath. Because let's face it, that's a pretty important phrase for me. Now, I'm, on your, I'm on your site. You did, you did your site in Flash, right? The top navigation is in Flash. I think Flash can be done correctly on any site. 
Well, you've Absolutely. obviously proven that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've actually gone from number three to number two in Google for search engine optimization. Um, the thing that was so great about it is I've added a lot of content. Um, so, I mean, if you type in PPC management, I mean, certainly search engine optimization, I'm number two. You type in PPC management, I'm up there. You type in SEO design, I'm first page. I mean, I'm probably first page for 200 terms. And the reason I'm, I'm ranking so well in all those terms is I really applied siloing to my site. The only thing I really did was, on uh, the beginning of March, I put up a new site that was totally siloed. Um, it was W3C compliant, every page. I went through every page, made sure it was compliant, uh, transitional. I made sure that I had additional content. I've increased the content on my website for all these new silos. Uh, the content went up at least fivefold, maybe six, seven. Uh, I keep adding content. Wow, so you had a pretty content-rich site before this, too. Oh, I had a phenomenally content-rich site compared to most. And my content is not uh, sitting there in, you know, forums. I mean, I have a lot of real content on my site. I tell you all sorts of things about analytics and about email and branding and uh, pay-per-click and methodologies and do this, do this, do this, and do this, and then you'll win. And all that content I'm giving away. And uh, and as much as I can give away, you've seen nothing until you've taken our course. But I give away all the content. And uh, what I have found is that when I went to my siloed approach, the number of unique visitors, not the number of pages visited, but the number of unique visitors to my site, which means search engines basically, jumped 40% in 72 hours. And wow. that is a significant jump. The number of people filling out the inquiry form for some of my services from my website more than doubled. Wow. And so uh, what I attribute that to is that search engine spidered the site, and I started picking up all sorts of uh, long-tail keywords, uh, new keywords. Uh, I actually am better ranked for search engine optimization and it's a very clean site from the standpoint, you get into SEO, it's only about SEO. You get into pay-per-click, it's only about pay-per-click. Pay-per-click doesn't link to SEO or vice versa, except just for landing pages. I only link to landing pages. I don't right. link to arbitrary content pages. And, and by doing it correctly, I consider myself to have not only not gone down in the rankings, but I've gone up. Well, the and, one thing you can stand behind, Bruce, is uh, that a lot of SEOs can't, and I'm not criticizing, you know, uh, you know, a lot of SEO companies. There's a lot of great firms out there, but you can actually say, the proof is in the pudding and look at my own results. And that's hard for some other firms to state because they're not ranked in the top three or four, but they claim to be the best at SEO. And some of the first things you ask is, well, if you're the best, how come you're not ranked in the top page, you know, the, top, the first page in your own field? Well, I even had the opposite. I was well-ranked, top three, top four, top two, you know, it fluctuates. I was well-ranked for search engine optimization, and my competition started saying to, you know, mutual prospects, yeah, but he got ranked by mistake, and he hasn't changed his site in, you know, three, four years. So I had to replace my whole site almost in self-defense. And when I did, the rankings went up. Right. Because they, now, I, that's, a big, um, that's a big myth about what happens when one changes their website from, uh, from one version to the next. Uh, 
I've heard um, all kinds of rumors and all kinds of scaring, scare tactics that, you know, you're going to get unranked by Google, your page rank's going to be lost, all these things are going to happen. I mean, obviously, you did a hell of a lot of research and had some forethought in terms of what you needed to do, especially not only changing the whole website layout that you had from previously, but even going to a flash navigation panel and, you know, testing the waters in areas that people used to say was a big no-no for SEO. Well, what, how did you... How did you get through all that and then remain? I mean, did you ever see a dip down in, in rank before you went back up? No. Nope. Or, or was it, is that a big myth? Or how does it work with Google and Yahoo and those guys? I think that where you're changing your content significantly, there's an opportunity to make mistakes. Uh, you may have a page that's very well optimized for some keywords, and you don't even know this page ranks for those keywords necessarily. They're long tail keywords. And when you rewrite it, you take out words or you use different words, or you rephrase things. And what happens is websites usually shoot themselves in a foot because they don't pay attention to not changing things that aren't broken. They just go through and change everything. And they rename the pages, and they don't pay attention to forwarding the old URLs to the new ones, and they get 404 errors, or uh, they have typographical errors in their content, or they just change so many things at one time without planning that, you know, they take a hit. And then they have to fight their way back up. Uh, in our particular case, as you pointed out, I mean, we put in a lot of thought before we went live with the new site. And I made sure that everything was the way it was supposed to be. And when that site went live, I had no dip at all anywhere. Not a thing went down. Everything either stayed the same or went up. And I consider that to be, you know, the way it should be not an anomaly. Uh, certainly in a phrase as competitive as search engine optimization, if I would have done it wrong, I wouldn't be on the first page. It would have, it would have cost me. Right. And right. so I had no choice but to pay attention to every little detail. You know, you'll periodically see these things that say, all you need is content or all you need is links or, you know, keyword density doesn't count and you know, all these things that you read in the forums about, you know, you don't need to pay attention to the little stuff, just write good stuff. Well, they're right, but if you write good stuff and pay attention to the little things, that's that the much, difference that between better. being number 20 and number one. Right. It, it can make a material impact on, on what, your, what your results are then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, think about the following. A hundred million results. Okay, there's 100 million results for a query. That's a lot. You've got to think out of 100 million, one out of a million is tied for number one with the rest. So there's 100 of them tied for number one out of 100 million. That's only one out of a million tied for number one. So what makes the difference between you being number one and you being number 100? And it's the little things. Right. You so pay attention to the little things. People constantly come to us and they have uh, you do a query and their phrase is you know 50 million results and and they're complaining because they're on page 3 well of course you're on page 3 because you haven't paid attention to the little things and, uh, at which time they always say well tell me about the little things well you know those are those are efforts the 80-20 rule you get 80% of your results with 20% of the effort the remaining 20% of the results take the remaining 80% of the effort. Right. And right. that 80% of the effort is paying attention to the little things. 
Right. If so you're they, they old phrase, uh, don't sweat the small stuff. In this particular case, if you really want to compete in a very competitive space, such as search engine optimization, or you know, or in the case of my case, domain registration or other things, right. you, you do got to sweat the small stuff. Then you have to sweat the small stuff, and that's where siloing plays. That's where all of the different things that might be the hundreds of variables in the algorithm, all of them play. You have to pay attention to those things. Um, and if you're only going to pay attention to a few of them, don't expect to be number one. Right. Or if you are number one, it's a fluke. It, you, you know, it won't what's laugh. the thing? Even a blind squirrel can find a nut sometimes. You know, <laughs> I mean, sometimes pages get ranked and it's just, you know, a fluke. But don't expect it to hold over time. And and if you change the page at all, expect to have a radical shift. So, I mean, it's kind of hard. We're working diligently, not because we are, you know, the keepers of the secret recipe over at Google. I mean, nobody has that except the Google. I'm not even sure one guy at Google has that. But whatever the, whatever it is, we play fair, we play in bounds, and we pay attention to the little things. Right. And if you do that enough, you're going to beat the guys that don't. That's it. Hey, um, just just real quick before we move on to the IP funnel a little bit and some of the domain stuff, um, um, obviously we, we, we talk a lot about Google, and of course there's Yahoo, and then now there's Microsoft stepping into the space. And uh, at the last um, SES, we heard about Ask. How is Microsoft and Ask going to, is it going to change the way that, that you guys do things as an SEO firm? I mean, is it important to be ranked on those sites as much as it is on Google and Yahoo? Um, how, how are you weighting the importance of all the different engines now, that now that there's four, um, you know, maybe soon to be more, um, and, you know, the time you spend. I mean, Google is the big powerhouse and the one everybody thinks the, is the most important, but really some of these others are, are, are important as well, right? Yes, they are important. And, and in my view, uh, you cannot uh, disregard Ask. Ask is, is making a lot of headway, and they have some really cool features, and I like Ask. Um, they, Ask doesn't, by the way, like SEOs at all. But uh, ask is a, a going to be an issue. Um, MSN obviously is an issue. They have the patience. I mean, look what happened with Internet Explorer versus Netscape. They were just more patient than anybody in the world, and they just slowly overcame that. And now they're ninety some percent market share. I think that uh, MSN is assuming, or Microsoft is assuming that MSN is going to do the same thing for search. They are certainly trying to have a serious impact in the pay-per-click space. I think that's where the money is. I think once they solve the money problem, they're going to put more money elsewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and MSN will be a, a player. I think uh, if anybody out there is at risk right now, I think Google and both Google and Yahoo are paying a lot of attention to MSN. The risk is MSN uh, suddenly becoming popular. They have the money, they have the, the name, they have the staying power, they, they have programming coming out of their ears, they can do whatever they want. I think everybody's paying attention to them. Mm -hmm. Do I think that Google's ever going to go away? No. Do I think Yahoo is going to go away? Uh, Yahoo is probably more at risk than MSN going away. And Ask is just trying to be the next Google. I think that they're coming up with uh, features that people are going to like, and, and they're going to tell two friends, and they're going to tell two friends, and before you know it, coming out of nowhere is going to be asked. Right, right. 
So, so really, uh, the prediction is there's going to be four major players here, and um, some might be shrinking their market share. You know, uh, Yahoo's already really tr- kind of repositioning themselves anyway as a more of a more of a you know an online entertainment vehicle uh, kind of the way that right. they're lining themselves with some of the entertainment companies and uh, radio and TV and stuff, and um, maybe isn't the best place to go in the future for search anyway. We don't really know that. Uh, I think video is going to be a big player. I think there's going to be a lot of advertising in that space, so maybe yeah. they, they want to do that. Maybe I think we have to pay attention to the fact that Time Warner is still a player. Uh, they own AOL and Netscape, Demos, and so they're still able to be a player. And one of the dark horse guys out there that nobody ever really pays much attention to is this little company called IBM, which probably has more technology than all the rest put together. Uh, just it happened to be tied up in 10-year, uh, you know, they saw the government. <laughs> you know, they have contracts with people for search, and they never bothered to develop uh, an open search-type engine like a Google or Yahoo or MSN is. Uh, but, you know, if all of, all of a sudden IBM were to wake up and say, you know, we've got all these patents all this technology, why don't we really release our own product? I think I think that they could be a big player overnight. They've got oh, more yeah, they money can, than they can all the rest. They put their foot down and all of a sudden be be a, a force to be recognized just because of their name. Yeah, and and I don't think uh, I I don't think that uh, anybody here has paid attention to the fact that the other shoe may not have fallen at all. There's there's big technology companies out there that can play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit before we wind up the show. Um, um, the IP funnel and domain mapping. Uh, we've touched briefly on on some of those uh, topics at the uh, Webmaster World Conference when I had you on the show back then. But what's evolved in the techniques of the IP funnel? And um, I know you discussed some things on your site, but what's really going on with how do- domains are mapped and some of the domain strategies regarding uh, SEO? Well, one of the things that we have found over time is that the search engines are really spending more time filtering results. Uh, I think we've all done a query, for instance, in Google, and at the bottom of the page in blue letters it says uh, certain results have been omitted quicker to see them all, where you click and all of a sudden you now have many more pages of results. That's referred to as filtering, and um, you actually find that some of the pages that they have suppressed were suppressed because they were perceived to be duplicate content with the pages they rendered. That's a big issue. So when you study the IP area and you look at how does content get um, actually spidered, sometimes what we found is that if you're doing uh, a mapping through DNS, as an example, where you go to any of these domains, you end up on the same physical site. What we were finding is that those physical pages were being indexed under those other domain names. So if I have five pages, I have... Uh, domain.com and domain.net and domain.org, and I map them through DNS all to the same physical site, mm-hmm. the home page for domain.com was being duplicate content for domain.net and duplicate content for domain.org because all of these sites pointed to the same physical site. So when you spidered them, they all showed up. That in, in, a, that in and of itself uh, would result in a general dilution of your content being yours, and part because, of being a because there was three or four expert, other three or four other domains that shared the same content, even though it was you redirecting that to your own site. Yes, 
we had one site that had 38 of them. And what we found is, based upon which one was spidered, the last uh, site to be spidered, the home page would actually be attributed, and other subpages would be attributed randomly to one of those 38 domains. Whichever one was last would be picked up. Instead and it has of the main to do site. With authority. Instead of the main site. Correct. Uh. It has to do with authority. Uh, and many times we've seen sites that publish articles and also syndicate it, where they publish the article, they put it up on their own site, they put it into syndication, and the Wall Street Journal will pick up that ad, uh, that article. And for that very same article that this site wrote, they don't show up, but the Wall Street Journal will because they're a bigger authority. I see. In that case, that's where authority plays. So if you own a bunch of domains of your own, the last thing you want to do is compete with yourself at an authority level. You want your content to be unique to one domain. So what I did, uh, it was a while back, we invented something called the IP funnel. It's actually described uh, on our site in our server technical tips area. You can find it in the footer of BruceClay.com. There's a link right to server technical tips. The IP funnel really is a way of taking all of your parked domains and uh, using a 301 through one of them, you can really funnel all of them over to your production domain, eliminating all of this duplicate content problem. It just goes away. Um, came up with it a couple years back. The thing that is unique about it is it also, by definition, removes the issue of, of authority. You cannot get confused as to which side is the authority because the 301, um, not the 301s work the way they're supposed to. Remember we had the 301, 302 all got confused here a year ago. Right. Uh, the 301 actually allows the authority to be specified for the the dominant site. And that's a major uh, increase in ranking because it's unique content. It's one site. It's yours. Nobody else is replicating it. They're all 301-ing to it. And you end up being basically much more credible as a result. And credibility is a big part of being, am I a subject matter expert or not? And that's one of the things the IP funnel fixes. It removes the filtering it removes the uh, problems with duplicate content from multiple domains that are parked or, or DNS forwarded to the same physical disk space. Solves that problem entirely. It's a great solution for that. Oh, great. The thing that, the thing that seems to be the case, though, is when we have people come to us, prospects that come to us and ask us about why am I not ranked, I'd say probably 75 80% of all of the clients that come to us are doing this kind of DNS mapping or um, just having them map to the same physical space. Or they're doing 302s from other sites, which is equally as bad. They, they really end up hijacking their own rankings, not because they meant to, but because they didn't know any better. The IP funnel is a great solution on anybody that owns multiple domains where you want, you type in domain A, you want them to land on domain B. That's what the IP funnel is for. That's great. Well, that's some great feedback. And where, um, where, uh, where on your website is this located? Because I want to put it up in the, in the chat room. If you go to my homepage, in the footer of our site on BruceClay.com, 
there's a link called Server Technical Tips. It goes to bruceclay.com slash seotechtips slash techtips.htm. You can't miss it. Um, it's uh, a Unix server, so it is uh, capital lowercase specific. Um, okay, most people link that. to it. It's pretty well defined. And one of the first entries on that page talks about uh, the IP funnel. We also talk about 404 pages and uh, how to do, how to recover from all sorts of stuff. There's lots of uh, information on that page, uh, but they're technical tips, and this is the kind of stuff that we kind of give away here, and uh, it's part cool. of the site. Well, Bruce, it's been great having you on, and uh, and a lot of the things that you uh, went over tonight are going to be really valuable to those that are listening and podcasting, um, uh, podcasting the show now. Um, you guys uh, are advertising Webmaster Radio as well, and uh, are you uh, participating in any of the uh, um, the radio shows here? Am I advertising on any of them? No, no. Are you participating in any of the radio shows? Not yet. Uh, I'm thinking about actually coming up with one. Uh, I've been talking to Darren about it for a while. Uh, just, you know, my schedule is, is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I know. I know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely know how it is on the on the schedule side. It so, would be wonderful if I felt like I was in control of my own schedule sometimes. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll put you on any time you want so we can talk about everything you want to talk about to help uh, domainers and webmasters and SEOs on, and that way uh, that way it's all on domain masters. That's it, and that's not a problem. <laughs> and and quite frankly, I you know I'm here. I I believe in helping everybody. I mean, I would not be in the position I'm in if people didn't. Uh, really benefit from what I do and what the industry does. I mean, I owe a lot to everybody else, all my colleagues and and customers. And you know, I'm here to to, to contribute back to the industry. So, yeah, uh, anytime I can talk and and help and give away free information, I'm I'm all over it. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, everybody does appreciate that. And I was I'm really glad I had you on because uh, it's clear why you. Uh, while you were the inventor of uh, of uh, the use of uh, SEO as the term, because uh, you're like one of the grandfathers of uh, not not to say that you're you're as old as a grandfather, but you're definitely one of the first ones, if not the first one, to actually start doing this stuff. So it's it's always a pleasure and a privilege to have an expert on that can really decipher what 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 people can really do to make an impact. And your um, um, you know your analogy to the eighty twenty rule, and then and then really going after the small stuff that gets you into the key positions and the advantages is is really um, you know really makes sense because you know there's so many firms out there that do all the stuff that everybody else does, but a few companies just differentiate themselves as experts in being able to really um, you know provide an impact and a solution that one can see um, from the results. And, of course, once you do all the SEO work, the next key thing or the next important thing is to convert the customer once they get to your site. That's a whole other subject and topic that, uh, you know, we want to help customers yep. with as well. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, Bruce, uh, I guess we'll see you at SES. Are you going to head down? Are you going to be at SES Miami at all? I'm not going to be in Miami. Uh, I, As you know, I'm going to uh, do training in Cape Town. Then I'm doing my own training course. Then I'm uh, speaking at AdTech Chicago. Then I'm back for a week, and then I do SES. Then I do training in New York for a client. Then I do my own training class, and then I think I'm going to be doing training in San Francisco. That takes 
the end of August, and it's very uncommon not to have any time in that many weeks. But right, so uh, uh, that's I guess we'll see you at SES. And uh, just in case you didn't know, uh, Danny finally uh, put on the schedule a domain forum uh, for uh, domain names, and so uh, domain names are now a topic at SES. And there's going to be a whole session and panel about it. So uh, we're cool. going to be we're going to be speaking on the panel there, and. Um, um, so it's uh, coming to the forefront at the SES. It was on Med, Med, uh, Webmaster World, as you know, on, as a forum item, right? Um, and as a panel topic now for the for going on two years. So uh, I think we'll see it on SES uh, on the SES platform and for, and uh, and panels from now on as well. Sounds great. All right, Bruce. Well, thanks a lot for your time, uh, and really uh, wish you the best of luck and uh, safe travels. Thanks. You too. Okay. Take care. See you. Bye bye. Uh, see you in San Jose. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, again, my uh, special thanks to Bruce Clay. I think a lot of the points pointed out tonight were really invaluable. So uh, those of you that are going to be podcasting this are going to get a lot out of this uh, out of this radio show, that's for sure. And uh, we went, uh, what, an hour and uh, 18 minutes or something, an hour and 10 minutes, um, all full of really good content, good things that can help you out, good tips and pointers. And uh, my thanks to the folks at Webmaster Radio for hanging on uh, an extra 18 minutes for us. And uh, uh, glad we had a great show. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be doing recaps of both SES Miami and, uh, and AdTech and have some uh, folks on from uh, probably one or both of those places, um, uh, some of the companies that really make a difference and impact the way that people are going to be successful on the web. And so stay tuned for next week uh, on Wednesday, and we'll have another live show of Domain Masters. So join me then, and uh, be the master of your domain. Take care. big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com Save big money at Menards